The Parent-Teacher Conference Podcast is sponsored by FanSchool. Parents, are you finding it difficult to see your child's work since it's all digital? Teachers, are your digital assignments getting lost in the black hole of a digital folder? Can I suggest a solution? FanSchool. FanSchool is a safe and social learning network where students own and share their learning. Think of FanSchool as a digital bulletin board for your students' work. Take a look. Go to fan.school today. That is fan.school. And imagine what your classroom space will look like on FanSchool. Maddie, what are we celebrating today? Columbus Day. And why do we celebrate Columbus Day? To keep the Italians happy. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference, where a 24-7 parent and full-time teacher discusses issues and concerns from both points of view in an attempt to bridge the gap for the sake of kids. So relax, grab a coffee or other comfort drink, and let's talk about it. Welcome to your parent-teacher conference. This is Coach Cullen, your host. And today, we're going to talk about Columbus Day, or maybe it shouldn't be called Columbus Day. And I'm going to share with you what I do in my classroom about that. And and you can take it as a teacher or a parent, however you want to, because this is a parent-teacher conference where I try to look at issues from both sides and give my point of view as both a parent and a teacher. As always, if you like what you hear, please feel free to retweet this. Um, or share it on Facebook. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. P as in parent, T as in teacher, C as in conference, podcast411 at gmail.com. Now, what you heard in the beginning there of the podcast was my daughter from a few years ago, and I was teaching them about Columbus Day and why they had the day off. So when I asked her the question, I said, you know, I videotaped it. I said, so why do we celebrate Columbus Day? And what she said, it's hard to hear, but what she said is to keep the Italians happy. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Why there is a fight about Columbus Day. As a parent, if you're against using the name of Columbus Day, hopefully you walk away from this podcast a little bit more of an understanding of people who would like the name to remain. If you're a parent who wants the day to still be called Columbus Day, hopefully this podcast will give you a little more justification for maintaining the name Columbus Day. And if you're a teacher, I hope to present to you another way to go about talking about Columbus Day, which I believe is being silenced more and more as the years go on. Now, as many of you know, there has been a call to end the celebration of Columbus Day. Some have requested Columbus's name be removed from schools, um, towns, streets. A few have taken to defacing or even toppling over Columbus statues. And the reason that is given for 
This change in attitude about Columbus is that many Native Americans hold Columbus and those who came after him responsible not just for the deaths of many of their ancestors, but also the destruction of their culture. They see it as a European invasion of the Americas. And all over the news at this time, we hear the voices. They All the news stories, they always will have a story about why Columbus and Columbus Day should be canceled, including the ending of days off of school or changing the name of Columbus Day to Indigenous People Day. Like here in New Jersey, you can call it either. They passed a bill. Uh, uh, Governor Murphy signed a bill into law, I think last year or the year before, that also calls Columbus Day Indigenous People Day. Now, the interesting thing about this is that many of the calls for the changing of Columbus Day to Indigenous People Day aren't by a majority of Native Americans. It's by people who aren't Native American. So the question has to be asked, with all this support to end Columbus Day, why do we still have Columbus Day? And if you live in the Northeast, you would know the answer like my daughter knew the answer. Columbus Day is Italian-American Pride Day. That's it. No one is celebrating the atrocities that Columbus enacted on Native Americans. They have parades, they wave their Italian flags, and they celebrate how far Italians have come in America. They celebrate what their ancestors had hoped would happen when they immigrated from Italy. And that includes my great-grandparents. Now, I know my last name is Cullen, and everyone thinks that I'm mostly Irish because I also have an Irish first name as well, Kevin. But that's like the biggest lie in my life. Half of my ancestry is Italian. In fact, I am more Italian than I am Irish. And I grew up around Italian-Americans. And I can tell you that whenever the talk comes up about Columbus Day being canceled, many Italian-Americans I know see it as Italian-Americans being canceled. For example, in 2021, a town near me, Randolph, New Jersey, they had a big uproar at their board meetings. And it became a national story. I mean, this little town in Northwest New Jersey became known throughout the country for about a week or two. And what the Board of Education decided to do was on the calendar, still give the kids a day off for Columbus Day, but instead of calling it Columbus Day, they were now calling it Indigenous People Day. So the kids were going to get a day off on Monday for Indigenous People Day. Well, this made the Italian-American community in Randolph angry. And you have to understand that Randolph wasn't always a hub of Italian-Americans. When Italians came to the United States, if they were settling in New Jersey, they most likely settled in Newark and Elizabeth. In fact, both sets of my great-grandparents, that's where they settled. One settled in Newark, one settled in Elizabeth, New Jersey. But as their ch children became more successful, they moved out of those Italian communities and slowly started spreading out across the northern part of the state, eventually to a town about an hour away 
called Randolph, New Jersey. Now, I understand if Randolph had a large contingent of Native Americans that they would change the name. Native Americans might say, hey, you know, it, it's, it's an attack on our ancestry that you keep on calling this Columbus Day. But that's not the case. What happened was Italian Americans saw it as the reverse, the removal of Columbus Day as an attack on Italian Americans. Now, you could argue they shouldn't have seen it as an attack on them. You can dismiss them for it. But neither of those attitudes towards what these people who are angry were angry about doesn't change why they're angry. You, you're going to need to convince them better than just denying them their day. The Board of Education did not take into account their actual community. The board's first attempt to rectify this problem was to change all holidays to the name Day Off. And that only caused more backlash. And eventually, they just restored the name Columbus Day. Listen, as an Italian-American, I think that debating if we should have a day off for a specific ethnic group is actually one worth having because where does it stop? With what ethnic group does it end? And are you discriminating one or the other? That's a fair argument and a fair debate, but that's a separate issue. Italian Americans are the predominant subculture of the Northeast United States where I grew up. You can look it up. The largest ethnic group in the Northeast are Italians. My high school was filled with kids with Italian last names. I mean, it made sense. We weren't that far minutes outside of Nork and Elizabeth. So when Italians could buy houses and move out of the city, the first places they were moving to were the towns around me where I grew up. And even the guys that I hung out with represented this Italian ancestry. I think there were probably about 12 guys I hung out with on a regular basis. Half of them had Italian names. And I would say, like me, all but two had some Italian ancestry within us. We knew the stories from our grandparents and for some our, our own parents that it wasn't easy for our Italian ancestors to make the transition to America finding it difficult to get anything above a factory job, even if they could get that. Now, Italians have taken many of the derogatory words that were thrown at them during this time, and they've turned to embrace them. Even as kids, we copied what we heard our parents calling each other, right? There is the word WAP, which I've always been told means without papers, because many Italian immigrants came over to America without the papers they needed. There was the word Guinea. And when looking up the reasoning why Italians are called guineas, it, it really is, was offensively used to describe the darker skin tones of people from southern Italy and Sicily. And in a sense, being used to Italians to equate them to black Americans, probably to justify their mistreatment of Italian Americans as they were mistreating black Americans. Yet growing up, it was common for one of my friends to call each other guineas. In fact, the common name for a tank top undershirt with a ribbing that runs up and down was guinea tees. And in the 80s, a lot of my Italian buddies, or those who 
wanted to be Italian by embracing another derogatory word about Italians, Guido culture, became popular during that time. And we continued to see these guinea tees being worn. If you ever, in the aughts, watched MTV's Jersey Shore. So again, like many other ethnic and racial groups in America, the Italians took the names that were once thrown on them derogatorily and almost turned them into a badge of honor. As if Italian Americans are saying, is this the best you got? So with this little background, if you're not from Northeast New Jersey, about the Italian American community that I grew up in, let me explain the three things I do in my classroom on the Friday before we have a day off for Columbus Day. First, I do state that Columbus discovered America. And before you start yelling out names and groups or here before Columbus, and don't do that, by the way. Don't, if you're listening to this podcast while you're running on a treadmill in the gym and you're yelling out things like, the Vikings, uh, people are going to look at you strange. Just, just don't do that. But here's what I mean. The America that we know today is due to Columbus. That's When people say Columbus discovered America, that's really what they mean. His journey is the one that opened up the rest of Western Europe to come and created the America we have today. Now, if you don't believe Columbus's arrival was a good thing, that's another issue. And that's something you can discuss with your classes. But the reality is, yes, Columbus's discovery creates even the name America. So that's what I mean by Columbus discovered America. Second, I do share why there are people calling for the removal of Columbus Day and renaming it Indigenous People Day. We discuss what happened to the Native Americans, the deaths due to mistreatment and disease, and what happened to their culture. We talked about anger in the Native American community today because of the mistreatment of their ancestors. I think it's fair to say that that narrative I just shared is the one my students are hearing the most. In old school media, in social media, in the books they read, other classes are presenting the harsh treatment and the desire to change Columbus Day and get remove Columbus from the statuary and street signs. And it seems like a part of the narrative that needs to be shared is being silenced. And that is why there are people who want to maintain Columbus Day. And for some, they think just dismissing those people by calling them racist should shut them up. I think it's a poor argument, and I don't think people are racist who want to maintain Columbus Day. So I think as a social studies teacher, I am called to present both sides as fairly as possible. And we've always heard this, and we've heard this recently. We don't want to dismiss one viewpoint over another. And I think by dismissing the anger of people like the parents in Randolph, New Jersey, who wanted to maintain the name Columbus Day, we just dismiss them and we, we say they shouldn't have a voice, then you're not looking at things from both perspectives. If you call for anti-racist education or culturally responsive learning and you're not sharing the story of Italian-Americans and you're not sharing why people are upset by the dismissal of Columbus Day, then you are not practicing 
what you preach. So I decided to focus on something I think is getting little say in classrooms today. And I remember as a kid, we talked about this. We talked about discrimination faced by immigrants. And I think it's a topic that should be brought up because we have a, it's a big issue today. It may not be Irish immigration or Italian immigration that we saw in the 1800s, but there is immigration going on today. And in, it, there's some relevance to our current status in America. So why aren't we talking about the discrimination faced by Italian Americans? I share what Italians faced when they came to America. They weren't from Northern Europe, like the British, the Germans, or even the Irish, who at least could speak the language. But let's be honest, Irish were facing discrimination and persecution in Ireland from the British. And when they came to America, they faced more discrimination. But that's another story for another day, probably St. Patrick's Day. Italians were always suspect, and many jobs were closed off to them. Now, one reason for this is that they were Catholics coming into a Protestant America. And in many Americans, there was a conspiracy theory that the Italians were going to replace our government and put the Pope in charge, cause a theocracy in America, make it all Catholic. And so many people distrusted not just Italians, but Catholics in general. What many people don't realize about the Ku Klux Klan was that its largest membership wasn't in the years immediately following the Civil War. Their largest membership were in the early 1900s. In fact, in the 1920s, they had a well-known march on Washington, D.C. You can look it up, Google it, and you see the massive white robes marching down Pennsylvania Avenue. And the KKK at that time, weren't just anti-black, but also anti-Jewish and anti-Catholic. And part of the anti-Catholic was due to the overwhelming numbers of Italians that had come to our shores in the previous 40 years. It was during this time that Italians were looking for a hero. And since many Americans, including those who were discriminating against them, probably even some that were marching on the, in the white robes on Pennsylvania Avenue, they celebrated Columbus as a hero. So those who were persecuting Italians saw an Italian as one of our nation's heroes. So Italian-Americans decided to run with that. There's a town near me called Easton, Pennsylvania, just over the Delaware River from New Jersey. And Italian immigrants on this wave of, hey, we, you are celebrating an Italian American in Columbus. So what they decided to do was they raised money. Again, these people weren't rich. They were immigrants. They were working low-paying jobs, but they got their money together and they built to build a statue in Easton to Christopher Columbus. Do you know who was trying to prevent that statue from being built? The Ku Klux Klan. That was who was trying to prevent it. So in the 1920s, they erected a statue to Christopher Columbus to remind Italian-Americans that they can make it. That one of America's heroes was an Italian just like them. And it still is in eastern Pennsylvania today. Since Catholics were discriminated against in terms of even gaining assistance and help when they needed it, they couldn't jo join fraternal organizations that 
like service clubs that would help people in need. They couldn't join labor unions. So out of this, Catholics formed the Knights of what? The Knights of Columbus. And they were formed to provide help and other services, not only to Catholics, but all Americans as they do today. And of course, as these groups were shown at, hey, we want to help our fellow Americans. All of a sudden, attitudes started to change. And despite the discrimination they faced, Italian Americans persisted and they rose to prominence by taking advantage of the promise of America, the promises their ancestors who came to this country had hoped for them. They became political leaders, judges, engineers, scientists, artists. The Italian grandparents of my group of friends growing up in that community that was basically made up of many Italian families who had moved out of the Italian sections of Newark, New Jersey and Elizabeth, New Jersey, many who may have faced discrimination because they were Italian, I think they would be very proud today to know that among their grandchildren in that small little town, that one of my friends became the chief of police of that town, an Italian-American, and another Italian-American became the mayor of that town. Because that was the hope. And that is the hope for immigrants that come to our shores today. That someday, it may not be them, but hopefully their children, their grandchildren, grow in prominence in America. So I believe if we miss out on the story of the success of Italian Americans, we're missing out in encouraging our population of immigrants that are in our classrooms today. Now, some of you listening to this podcast may disagree with my approach, but I want to challenge you to think this. How is replacing Columbus Day with Indigenous Peoples Day or changing sport team names like the Indians? And now I heard at a presidential press conference the other day that somebody was asking about even changing the Atlanta Braves name. How does any of that, changing names, taking down Columbus statues, how is that really helping Native Americans? The poverty level for Americans as a whole is around 15%. Now, do you teach your class that for Native Americans as a subgroup, that the number is around 30%? In fact, it is the highest poverty level of any subgroup of Americans. And did you know that for Native Americans living on a reservation, that number of poverty goes up to 40%. Maybe instead of spending time in our classrooms focusing on the reasons why we should change Columbus Day or sport team names to help Native Americans, maybe it's time we spend discussing ways we can actually do something that will improve the quality of life for Native Americans rather than just virtue signaling. Thank you for joining me on the Parent Teacher Conference podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, Please share this podcast with friends. They can be teachers, they can be parents, they can be someone who's just interested in education and parenting. 
If you have a comment, a question, or an idea for a future topic, please feel free to reach out to me at ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. ptcpodcast411 at gmail.com. Remember, a good teacher cares deeply for their students, but good parents love those students, their children, deeply.